Podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to have you with me this morning. Really appreciate your time, and I'd appreciate it if you would tell your friends about the podcast. Send me an email, wetacklelife at gmail.com. Review me on iTunes, and let me know what you think of the content so I can shape it more to your desires if I agree and think it's a good suggestion. Uh, here's a good suggestion. Say 15% at my friend's CBD health collection in Granville. They get the CBD from the plant in healthy ways only. They don't use any butane or any other toxic chemicals to get it out. Other CBD companies, the kind you buy at head shops and gas stations and a lot of other places, they don't tell you how they get the CBD out. You have to look at the ingredients and face it. Do you know every ingredient that's toxic to your body? No. But here's what I know about CBD Health Collection. Their background's in the medical profession, the pharmaceutical industry. They hire a doctor to be their medical director. Other companies don't have that. And they're the makers of the Spielman CBD brand. Does anybody doubt Chris Spielman would only affiliate with great people? No. So I know all that, and I know you'll save 15% when you use the promo code Bruce at CBDHealthCollection.com. CBDHealthCollection.com. I had a back issue this morning. I put the CBD warming salve on my back. The pain is gone. Now, it's not going to be gone forever. It'll come back, but I get three to five hours of relief, which is enough to get me certainly through this podcast and whatever else I'm doing this morning, my workout most likely. It'll get me through a round of golf. It'll get you through your day. You're not limited to applying it once per day. So cbdhealthcollection.com, warming salve, freeze gel, tinctures, gummies, pain patches, on and on and on. They do a great job. So remember that name and use the promo code Bruce at cbdhealthcollection.com. All right. It's the spring game week. Yay. Uh, I never was a big fan of the spring game because it always seemed like it fell on a beautiful Saturday. And, you know, I just don't think the spring game has a lot of applicability to what the Buckeyes will be this fall. They're going to be really good. We know that. They got great talent. They got a great coach. They got a great staff and they got a great schedule in a very average league of which they are unquestionably the kings. But this is interesting as far as spring games go because we get a chance to see Kyle McCord, C.J. Stroud, and Jack Miller. And one of those three guys will be the quarterback for Ohio State this fall. But one of those guys will not be named the quarterback after Saturday. I just can't envision that unless one of them is lights out and the other two just totally wet the bed, which won't happen. Spring games are set up so that if the offense looks great, well, that's the defense, and those are your guys too. Or if the defense looks great, then that's great, but your offense is your guys too. So that's why I don't put a lot of stock in spring games. And uh, I'm interested to see these guys, see how they throw, see how they look out on the field. One of them will probably, two of them will probably look like a quarterback, and one of them will look overmatched. And Ryan Day, after the game, I will guarantee you will say, they all did some good things, and they all did some things that maybe you didn't notice were not perfect, but I noticed them. We'll have to look at the tape, and the competition will continue into fall. Now, that may be 100% true. It may be 20% true and 80% not true. But Ryan Day is not going to anoint a starter after Saturday because he wants all three to come back in the fall. And if he says, this guy's one, this guy's two, this guy's three, then three's in the transfer portal, like probably by Sunday at noon. So that's not going to happen. Ryan Day's a smart guy. They're going to keep these guys on the string, keep them around as long as they possibly can, try to prevent a transfer. And I don't mean that there's anything nefarious in that. It's a little nefarious if they know. But if they don't know, okay, then they can't say. 
So you're not going to get any clarity from the coaches Saturday, but you might say, oh, Stroud's the guy, no doubt. Or you might say, wow, Miller's the guy. Or you might say, whoo, McCord, whoa. So that's the deal. And everybody's going to obsess about it and fixate on it and chatter about it. And I get it. It's the quarterback. It's the most important position on any team in any sport. And it's the hardest position to play on any team in any sport. So uh, that is what will happen Saturday. I've seen more spring games than I care to uh, admit to. And I will see another one on Saturday. And I'll be writing about it for PressProsMagazine.com. As I said, Ryan Day has a chance to do something that John Cooper didn't do, Jim Tressel didn't do, and Urban Meyer didn't do. And that is pick the right quarterback from his first true quarterback competition. All those other guys went with somebody initially and ended up going with another guy later. But uh, they got it right eventually, not immediately. We'll see if Ryan Day gets it right immediately. And we won't know that until the fall. Uh there are a lot of other interesting things to watch on Saturday. I'm kind of interested to look at the running backs. Master Teague, Travion Henderson, on and on and on. The wideouts, you know, the freshman wideouts who came in last year, Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, they're, they're interesting too. Um, you know, Marvin Harrison will be out there. So uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a lot there to uh, whet the appetite of Buckeye football fans. Saturday at the spring game, and it's nice they'll get 20,000 people in the stadium. Okay, uh, time for another ad read. Yes, another discount code. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE at uh, we at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com to get 15% off your coffee, your tea, your chocolate. Their chocolate, which they make from cocoa, a cover crop for coffee, is not can be, depending on which variety you order, and you can get this all-in-one variety of dark chocolate, which tastes like chocolate, but it's really not chocolate. It's cocoa chocolate. Non-GMO, gluten-free, sugar-free, and whatever other freeze or nons you want, it's got that too. So it's perfect for a keto diet and to give you that taste of something sweet that is nevertheless healthy for you. Their coffee's phenomenal. I talk all the time about their newest flavor, uh, bourbon barrel aged coffee. From Nicaragua, the beans are hand-picked by real human beings. They are sorted, so they get the highest quality beans. And then they roll them through the aisles at their facility, which is a, just a nice building. It's not like a factory in Mechanicsburg, Ohio, and it infuses the beans with that bourbon taste. They have a lot of other flavored coffees. They have awesome uh, light, medium, dark roast, K-cups, you name it, they've got it. Uh, whole bean, they'll send it to you if you want. You want to grind your own, you can do it. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, great people. They buy their coffee from around the world. Nicaragua, that's where the bourbon barrel coffee is from. Thailand, Indonesia, Ethiopia, on and on and on and on. That's why you get great coffee and that's why those communities benefit. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. Get your 15% discount. Support a great ministry and a great business and great people. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right. Uh, let's talk a little OSU hoops. Tomorrow's a big day for Chris Holtman and the Buckeye basketball program. Tomorrow is the day, April 15th. Not that your taxes are due. They're not due till May 17th this year. But the day is decision day for 7-1 center Efton Reed, E-F-T-O-N Reed. And this kid is ranked in the top 25 nationally. He's a five-star center. Uh, hopefully he's a lot more five-star than he is the reincarnation of Amir Williams, who was also a five-star center and a McDonald's All-American and never delivered on expectations. 
But Efton Reed's interesting because he'd be a shot-blocking presence. He might be a great scoring presence. I don't know anything about Efton Reed other than his size and his ranking and the fact that Ohio State, in my opinion, needs a big man and a shot blocker. But we all kind of forget Zed Key's coming back, and Zed Key could improve dramatically from his freshman year to his sophomore year. But Zed Key's probably not going to be a shot blocker. Uh, Zed Key is who he is. He's a big, stout, wide guy who's not afraid of anybody, not afraid of Coburn, not afraid of Dickinson, wasn't afraid of Garza, played very well early in the Big Ten season and kind of hit the wall late. So I don't know how they would incorporate Kyle Young, uh, Zed Key, and Efton Reed in the lineup. Somebody's minutes would have to uh, suffer from that. But it'd be nice to have that depth. If they can all be happy here, love to have Efton Reed. Pitt is in the mix. Virginia is in the mix. Virginia seems to me, everybody's portraying Pitt as the threat because of Jeff Capel and the job he's done recruiting Efton Reed. Virginia is a program that'll let their big men shoot threes. Virginia's not going to be crap like Pitt will be with all their transfers. So if an Afton Reed is closest geographically, his hometown is closest geographically to Virginia. The problem is, well, you want to go and score on an offense that scores 50 points a game. So Ohio State affords Afton Reed a lot of opportunities, but there's a bit of a log jam with veteran guys who you'll have to beat out for minutes. Well, if you're a superstar, that shouldn't matter. At Pitt, he'll play right away and score a bunch and all that, but they're not going to get in the NCAA tournament. At Virginia, they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. He's not going to score a bunch because nobody scores a bunch at Virginia. But he will be allowed to shoot threes. Uh, will Holtman let him shoot threes? I don't know. If he can bank them, he will. So Efton Reed, there's reasons to go to Pitt. There's reasons to go to Virginia. There's reasons to go to Ohio State. And I have no inside information on where he's going to go. If he does not go to Ohio State, I would expect Ohio State to get very active very quickly in the big man transfer portal. And in my opinion, if you can sign and button up John Harar from Penn State, do that. Do that right now. Because Maryland got the big from Georgetown. Uh, Dickinson's coming back at Michigan. Coburn may come back at Illinois. You cannot go into next year without a big to augment uh, your other post players who include E.J. Liddell, Kyle Young, and Zed Key. E.J. will play some five next year because Ohio State likes forcing bigs away from the basket to guard E.J. Liddell. It opens up other things underneath. I uh, would love to have seen Kyle Young in the NSA tournament. I think Ohio State beats Oral Roberts with Kyle Young. I think they beat Florida to get to the Sweet 16. They might have gotten farther. But water under the bridge, spilled milk, can't get it back. So tomorrow, big day. Hopefully Efton Reed becomes an Ohio State Buckeye. Hopefully you remember auiinfo.com is where you go for answers in health insurance. I hope we have among our 1,000, 1,500-ish listeners uh, someone who owns a business that thinks that I'm losing employees because of benefits that are better elsewhere. Well, don't let that happen. Use auiinfo.com to craft the best benefits package for your employees. Life, vision, dental, disability, they can do that. They can form that for you. They can write an HR handbook. They offer HR benefits to business owners. And it's all free to you as AUI does business and is paid by the people who they put you with. Also, individuals, remember, open enrollment's open. And you can change your health insurance at any time right now, which you normally cannot do until December, but you can do that. And AUI offers you free answers on their chat, via the phone, via Zoom. 
You want to meet in person, they'll do that. AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. They're health insurance brokers. They're insurance brokers. So they know all the companies, all the ins and outs. They provide the answers free to you because other people pay them. It's a great service. You're really leaving great information out there unaccessed if you don't make use of AUIinfo.com. All right. I intended the other day to talk about Nick Felino and David Savard's trade from the Blue Jackets, and I did not do it, and that was my fail. So I tweeted this, and many of you may have seen it, but I will say this about Nick Felino's exit from the Columbus Blue Jackets to the Toronto Maple Leafs. A, I'm happy for Nick. He gets to chase a Stanley Cup with a really good team. His dad played for that team. That's a cool story. I would love to see. They're my team now, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to see them win the Cup. Go Austin Matthews. Go Nick Felino. David Savard gets traded. David Savard's been a really good defenseman for a long time with the Blue Jackets. I understand what the Blue Jackets are doing. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're trying to spin veterans into draft picks. They got two number ones out of the trades. Riley Nash got traded too. He'd been hurt. It's not the wrong thing for Yarmo Kekalainen to do. Don't misunderstand me. But it stinks for Jackets fans because... How many people own jerseys of Ryan Johansson, Artemi Panarin, Sergei Bobrovsky, Nick Foligno? A lot. You can say, yeah, cost of doing business. Yeah, it is. And to some degree, the Blue Jackets' hands may be tied because guys like Bob and Panarin and Joey and Pierre-Luc Dubois, I left him off the list, all wanted out. Greener pastures, brighter lights, bigger city, Better hockey town, I don't know. But they all want it out. Is there a common thread with all of them? With some of them, with a lot of them. But before I get to the common thread, let me just say. I think unless you draft someone of great long-term consequence with that number one pick, it is hard for me to envision how your organization can be better without Nick Felino. I understand your team could have a chance of being better. You might get a better goal scorer. You might get a better player. He'll be on a, uh, he'll be on a rookie contract, and you'll have him for a while. And Nick Felino is probably on the downside of his career. But Nick Felino is not on the downside of his influence. Nick Foligno is, was, and always would have been an amazing asset to the Columbus Blue Jackets organization and to the city of Columbus. And I hate to see Nick Foligno go because in my career covering sports, which is way more decades than I want to admit, he is one of the few guys who understood his responsibility to his team, his teammates, his organization, and his city. And I cannot say enough great things about Nick Foligno, and I wish him nothing but the best. Now, as for the common thread, we are nearing the end of John Tortorella's two-year term as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and John Tortorella has done a very good job as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is indisputable. He made them a perennial playoff team, he coached them to their first playoff series win, a gigantic upset of the top seed Tampa Bay Lightning. John Tortorella has done a phenomenal job. 
John Tortorella has, in my opinion, also taken the Columbus Blue Jackets as high as he can take them. And it is time for a new voice in that organization. And it will be a gigantic, colossal mistake if Yarmo Kekalainen and Blue Jackets brass don't understand that sometimes it's time, and it's time. So thank you, John Tortorella. I wish you well. You are the winningest American-born hockey coach in the history of the National Hockey League. That is not a small feat. You have a Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. There may be another organization where they need your gifts as a coach, your uncompromising, unwavering commitment to effort and hard work and things like that, which are values that I uphold. But it's time for a new voice. And it gets tedious when great young players with the Columbus Blue Jackets have clashes with the coach and he doesn't and the coach doesn't know when to let off the gas. I would add to that list of Pierre Luc Dubois, Ryan Johansson, Artemi Panarin, and Sergei Bobrovsky, I would add Josh Anderson. So I get it. Maybe Nick Felino will come back next year and be captain. I really think it's time for – if you don't re-sign Nick Felino, it's a no-brainer that Seth Jones is your captain, okay? Not Cam Atkinson. Uh, players respond. You have to be a great player to be a great leader. You just do. Cam Atkinson is a good player. He's not a great player. Cam Atkinson is a player made better by the players around him. Cam Atkinson got a big contract when Artemi Panarin was helping him become a consequential scorer. Cam works hard. Cam has been a good player for the Blue Jackets. But Seth Jones is your captain if Nick Foligno doesn't come back. Okay. One word now before the faith portion of the podcast about my friends at Willis Spangler Starling. They're my attorney firm. If they're mine, I obviously think they're fantastic. I'm going to have them look at something today for me. And look... When you trust the most important issues in your life to a certain person or a certain firm, I can't give you any higher recommendation of their attorneys and of of the attorneys at Willis Spangler Starling of their integrity, character, and commitment to serve you than that. Uh, What I love about them is they share my values and they look at their gifts as experts in the law as a way to serve others. And that's the epitome of how life should be lived, serving others. So Willis Spangler Starling is the attorney firm you need to remember Their specialties run the spectrum of the law, and a few of them are workers' comp, wills estate planning, probate, social security disability, personal injury. But whatever you need done, they can do it or tell you where to get it done. And that's the other thing I like about them, humility. I did send a client to them one time, and they said, you'd be better off going here, which is not – it was a very narrow, specialized item – But I appreciate the humility of a firm that will say, yeah, we could take your money and we could represent you fine, but somebody else could do it better. And to me, that's a strength, and they have many strengths. At Willis Spangler Starling, follow them online at willisattorneys.com. That is willisattorneys.com. All right. In the faith portion of the podcast today, I hope to make current events and biblical truth make sense to you and explain some very difficult things that are going on in our world. I won't fix them. 
because there's only one fix, and that is, of course, ordering your life according to the way God tells you to live it. But I do hope to make sense of it and to give you a different prism through which to look at the events going on in our world, to offer to those who engage you in conversation about those things, those very sad things, those very tragic things, a different viewpoint that I think is much more helpful, much more healing, much more revealing, and much more authentic than the fixes that we often are fed by people who have influence but have no impact. We are sadly talking today nationally and locally here in Columbus, Ohio, about two black men who died in confrontations with police, one in suburban Minnesota, one in the emergency room at St. Anne's Hospital in Westerville. So I have a radio show on 98.9 The Answer um, in Columbus that I uh, discuss news events of the day and give my perspective on those events of the day. It is a Christian-owned station at which I am free to inject the truth of God into those situations. But I also have a large part of the audience that is not Christian and does not necessarily want to be overloaded with biblical explanations. So I try to merge the two without losing my audience. You are a different audience. You are, a diff- you are an audience of people who, by this time, have either tuned the podcast out because you know the faith portion comes at the end and you're not interested, and that's fine, your choice. That's why I put it at the end. Or you are someone who has chosen to stick around to this point because you're curious about what I have to say, or I hope what I've had to say before has proven enlightening, inspiring, encouraging to you. And that's what I endeavor to do every day in the faith portion of the podcast. And a faith in Jesus is of no use if we cannot employ it, adapt it, apply it, infuse it into every aspect of our lives. It's not just for Sunday morning. It's not just for quiet times away from our friends. It's a way of living that hopefully reflects a peace, a perspective to others that will prove so intriguing to them, so alluring to them, that they will want to know more about it and that they will eventually want to make it the same priority in their life that it is in yours and in mine. So with that said, when I talk about things like the deaths of the young man in Minneapolis and the death of the young man, both in their 20s, in Westerville, I have to be careful to discipline myself, to humble myself, to listen for what God says about it, not what I want to say about it in my own strength. And I don't mean to contend here that I have some inside lane to biblical truth and what I'm about to say will not 
will be completely unimpeachable and inarguable. What I, the reason I say that I have to be humble and listen for God's voice is because it is a step that I go through, and I want you to know that I go through that step so that what I say is not just some opinion spouted off the top of my head, but is my best attempt to make sense of these things in the light of the truth of God's Word. Okay, so in both cases with these young men whose lives ended tragically and early, both young men have extensive criminal records that involves weapon charges, um, violent uh, things, whether robbery or domestic violence or something like that. They lived a life with unrest and um, strife and struggle, okay? God created both of these men as he created you, as he created me, with enormous potential to serve him, to make an impact on others, to make an impact in their own unique individual way on the world. And so while I am grieved over their deaths, and while they are mourned by their community, no one is more grieved and more sad than God over the death of these two young men at this juncture of their life. Because I do not believe either man fulfilled his purpose that God had for him at birth. So how do we view that? Some of that is the doing of each individual person. And some of that is the environment in which they were raised and shaped. People advocate for stricter laws, elimination of certain programs, police, enforcement of certain crimes, legalized marijuana. There are a lot of different perspectives out there on how we can fix this and keep this from happening. I don't believe that any of those measures will make the impact on our society that husbands, fathers, mostly men who listen uh, to this podcast, that's why I say husbands and fathers, but mothers and wives, of course, have impact. We are called to serve and impact our communities in the same way these two young men are. And how we do what we're supposed to do impacts how they did what they did. Okay. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I see this verse true in my life. My parents trained me up in the way I should go, and I deviated from that way for many years. But when I am old, I have not departed from it. We must ingrain the truth of God in our young people at an early age and model authentic Christian love and service to them to give them a baseline to return to in the inevitable times in their life where they will struggle.
I'm sad that too many kids in our society today do not have that baseline. As a nation, we have chosen to first walk away from God, then run away from God, and now spit at God with the practices and the beliefs that we espouse in public, we as a collective society. I'd like to share with you some verses from today's Proverbs chapter. Bruce is in Proverbs 14 because it's April 14th. Proverbs 26 and 27, God says, through Solomon, He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death covered before that the fear of the Lord is not a terror, not a fright. The fear of the Lord is a respect, a reverence, an acknowledgement that God's ways are higher than our ways and that he loves me and tells me how to live for my good. When you don't have that in your life, when you're not raised that way, when you don't observe lawful behavior, productive behavior, treating women the way women should be treated, treating peers the way they should be treated, engaging in drug abuse, engaging in violent crime, choosing to use weapons to advantage yourself and disadvantage others, you are not demonstrating that you have any fear, reverence, or esteem for God. You are demonstrating that you have a disdain for how God has designed you to live. And without that fear of the Lord, you will not have that secure fortress that Solomon mentions in Proverbs 14, and your children will not have that refuge. There is nothing sadder in this life, nothing. There are many sad things in this life. There are many horrific things in this life. There is nothing sadder than a life of potential for Jesus that is wasted. All the pain that comes from abuse and disease, and war, and crime is horrific, but it is a temporal pain. Eternal separation from God is just that, eternal. It never ends. There is no relief. Conversely, the most precious uh, gift is to share that love of Jesus with someone else to raise them, to increase their capacity to serve and to experience the joy that comes from living in right relationship with the way the Bible tells you to live. So the purpose of not just this podcast, but my life is to teach, train, equip, and empower others, send out whether it's my daughters, whether it's my friends, whoever it is, to teach, train, equip, and empower people to serve, to know Jesus, to live Jesus, to love Jesus, and to share him. And I'm sad that these two men, through their own choices or through the impact of others on their lives, um, missed the mark. They missed the mark. And 
I reflected today as I traversed from Proverbs to the Gospel of John on something John the Baptist said. So I will end with this. John the Baptist is talking about Jesus and what he said about the people of that day who chose to turn their back on Jesus and not accept his gift of salvation, his forgiveness, his grace, his restoration to a right relationship with God the Father, and eventually eternal life when this mortal coil uh, is, is ended. John the Baptist said this, To all who received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, children born not of the natural descent nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. That's pretty powerful, but not as powerful as the words of Jesus himself. In John chapter 3, Jesus said, I'm sorry, this is John the Baptist again. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains on him. <clears throat> it is exceedingly sad that many people in this life choose to reject God's call on their life. It is exceedingly sad that many people are put in a position to be denied the power of someone of influence in their life who instead of leading them to Jesus, instead of modeling Christian love, instead of responding the right way to adversity and obstacles in their life, made the bad choices that are perpetuated by people whose lives then end in misery and torment and pain. And our country will not be served by the wisdom of men with policies and practices and proposals and laws. The destiny of man is to serve God. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are believers in Jesus, and there are pre-believers in Jesus. Because those who choose not to believe now will, on the day when Christ is revealed, they will believe in him then. Because the Bible says, and it is true, that every knee will bow and every tongue, every, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So they're either a believer or a pre-believer. But believers will have eternal life. Pre-believers who don't become believers until Christ is revealed, a time has passed. And that is the saddest thing in this life. You see it manifested in far too many places in our society. And we see the pain that it leads to in our society. So that is what I have for you today in the faith portion of the podcast. I appreciate you listening. I hope that this makes an impact on you for your good, 
for the good of those around you, because that is what we're called to do as believers in Jesus. Have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you again on Friday.